Suspend the rules for immediate consideration. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, nay. The ayes have it. Please proceed. Thank you, Mr. President. I'd like to call up uh, House Bill 1796 and ask the title to be read. Mr. Clerk, please read the title. House Bill number 1796, State Flag, revised with a commission and require words in God we trust. Make a usual motion, Mr. President. Senator makes a usual motion. All those in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. All opposed, nay. The ayes have it. Please proceed. Thank you, Mr. President. I yield to Senator Hobson to explain the bill. Senator Hobson, you're recognized to explain the bill. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Bring before you now House Bill 1796, which most of you know is the bill on final passage for the repealer of the existing statute on the flag and the change to a new flag that will be presented to the voters this fall. I'll go through the sections of the bill, and you can certainly ask me questions at the conclusion. First, in Section 1 is the establishment of the Commission that will develop, design, and report to the Governor and the Legislature its recommendation for the new design of a Mississippi State flag, and that will be provided no later than September the 14th, 2020. The new design for the State flag shall be placed on the ballot in a statewide special election, which will be held November the 3rd, 2020. The new design will be will not include the design of the Confederate battle flag, but shall include the words, In God We Trust. This commission will be comprised of nine members, three of whom will be appointed by the Speaker of the House, three will be appointed by the Lieutenant Governor, and three will be appointed by the Governor. And of those appointees, it will be a representative from the Mississippi Economic Council, a representative from the Mississippi Arts Commission, and a representative from the Board of Trustees of the Department of Archives and History. All appointments to the Commission will be made no later than July the 15th of this year, and they will begin their work and they will present a flag which the people of Mississippi will vote on in this November's election. Section 2 of the bill uh, deals with the statewide special election, and again, that will be held on Tuesday, November the 3rd, 2020, and it will be conducted in the same manner as the general elections that are held at the same time. The question that will be put before the voters will be vote yes or no on whether the following flag design shall be the official Mississippi State flag. If yes, the new the legislature will come in in the beginning of next year and will enact the law that makes this the new flag. If the answer is no and the citizens vote not to adopt this flag, then the commission will reconvene to perform the functions described again in section one of the act that I just covered. We will continue that process until a flag is selected by the voters of Mississippi. Subsection 3 of Section 2 explains the mechanics of which the elections will occur. Section 3 of the bill and Section 4 are technical changes to the existing statutes concerning elections. Section 5 is the repealer language of the existing state flag statute. And finally, Section 6 says that upon the effective date of this act, the Department of Archives and History will immediately develop a plan for the prompt, dignified, and respectful removal of the former official Mississippi State flag described in Section 3-3-16 of the Mississippi Code. That will take place no later than 15 days from the effective date of this act. Let me add to that that I, we discussed a lot of things yesterday, and I want to reiterate my respect to each of you in this chamber. I've got great admiration for you because I know a lot of you have stood with courage in a very difficult issue. And I want the people in Mississippi to know, and I want the people around this country and the world to know how difficult this is for many of you sitting in these seats. 
I respect you and I greatly appreciate the stand that many of you have taken on this issue. And I ask that the rest of the world take note of the brave men and women of this chamber and of the House of Representatives as, as we take on this issue. My position on this flag has been pretty clear. I think everybody knows that. And I have commended you, but also want to commend some other people around this state. I have looked around over the last several weeks, even before the last several weeks, and I've seen this cascading of leaders around our state, leaders around our state, people in business and education and charity and civic work around our state who have come forward. And I want to thank them for their strong positions they have taken to help support a change in our flag that will unify our state. I know how tough it is for some of them too, but they've been willing to take the risks as you have taken the risk to stand up and say it's time for Mississippi to meet this challenge head on and it's time for the legislature to fulfill its duty under the republic in which we serve to place a new flag up on top of this capital, capital for the people of this great state. I want to close with this. Uh, many of you know I like football a lot and in the football vernacular I would say that we have punted this ball away in the past. We, the legislature, have punted this ball away, and we've missed opportunities to make this change that we so desperately need at this time. But right now, right now at this time, in this great state in which we live, on this date, we have an opportunity to push this ball across the goal line. We're at the one-yard line right now. Let's push this ball across the goal line and score the victory for the state of Mississippi by creating a new flag, and it starts right here and right now. Thank you, Mr. President. I will yield the podium. Thank you, Senator. For question, Senator Simmons. For what purpose do you seek recognition? Thank you, Mr. President. Permission to speak on final passage. Speak on final passage. Senator Hill. I have an amendment at the proper time. Please bring your amendment forward. Senator Barnett. Thank you, Mr. President. Permission to speak at the passage of the bill. Thank you, Senator. Senator Horn, for what purpose you seek recognition? I'd like to be recognized to speak on the bill at the proper time. Thank you, Senator Horn. Senator McMahon. Mr. President, I rise to speak to the bill at the proper time. Thank you. Senator Jordan. Uh, you desire the same privilege, Mr. President. Thank to you, speak Senator. on the bill. Thank you, Senator Jordan. Senator McDaniel. A uh, question, Mr. President. Please proceed. That has to be Senator Hobson. Senator Hobson, will you yield for a question? I yield. Yes, sir. Senator, you are recognized for a question. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. Mr. Chairman, I, um, I know most of the arguments have been made, and much of this today is a formality, obviously. I think we know where this is heading, but I do have a couple of concerns. Um, I do like very much the phrase, in God we trust. I happen to be a big fan of that. But a large percentage of our state uh, aren't Christians. That percentage apparently is growing every day. Uh, throughout the history of our country, there have been multiple federal lawsuits seeking to have that phrase removed from our currency. I guess my concern is, as unfortunately Christianity begins to lose its influence in our society and more and more people become either atheist or agnostic, 
do you, are you not concerned that these same lawsuits will be uh, directed toward this new flag and that ultimately at some point in the future, the same controversy we're facing now will face a second and third time? Is that not a concern of yours? Well, first of all, let's hope and pray that we don't get away from Christianity and, and, and of our faith. Um, and we need to continue to be prayerful about that very issue. Second, I would say that uh, the issues of the currency have been debated and tried before, and they remain, in God we trust, remains on our currency. Uh, I know of at least one other state flag that has in God we trust on it. To my knowledge, that has not been challenged, uh, certainly has not been defeated because it's on their flag. So uh, I'm not concerned about that. Who knows what the future holds, Senator McDaniel, but I'm certainly not afraid of putting that on our state flag. In fact, I'm proud to put that on our state flag, and I hope it stays there forever. I actually like it very much as well. Yeah. Uh, but the legal concern is still something to be, uh, for this body to be concerned about. My second concern, using that same phrase, again, I want to be clear, I like the phrase very much. But there's a large population, a large percentage of people in this country that don't like the phrase at all. It's safe to say they're going to be offended by that phrase, isn't it? They could be, I suppose. But I'm sure, point, as, I whole, as I mentioned yesterday, you could draw up a million different flags right. and you're going to find somebody that's offended with each of, each of those flags. So I'm not going to let that stop me from voting on a flag that I think that is appropriate for our state. And yet the fact that some are offended by our present flag will conclude that we should change it. That's what I was talking about yesterday. I'm trying to find that number. If we know for a fact, and I'm, I'm speculating, but the polling seems to indicate that the number of individuals in this country that are offended by the in God we trust language probably amounts to about 18 to 19 percent. So we must confess that we're going to make people mad one way or the other here. The argument yesterday is if it offends our brother, we shouldn't do it, but we're about to offend them again. Is there a flag in existence anywhere in this world that wouldn't be potentially offensive to someone in this society? Probably not, but I also want to go back to the statement I made yesterday when I said that our current state flag is offensive to 40, 50 percent of the people in our state, I believe. Which is roughly about the same amount of people that find our monuments offensive. I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. It is, and if that's the standard by which we're now you've measuring. Got, you've got some polling that I don't have. Yeah, I, I'm just concerned about the numbers because objectively I'm just trying to find that number at what point it triggers this state to take action against things deemed offensive. Well, Senator, you know we passed a law and that you and I voted on it to make sure that our monuments are not moved to Mississippi. We've got an existing law in the books in the state of Mississippi that monuments related to war, person, people that fought in wars, cannot be removed from their location unless they're placed in a location that is equally prominent. So uh, people can continue to debate that issue, but that's not the issue before us here today. Right, but I, I think the language is more suitable location, and we're already seeing these monuments moved from courthouses. We're watching this controversy arise in Oxford. I guess my concern is I keep hearing people say the slippery slope argument is a logical fallacy, and indeed most times it is. But in this particular instance, the philosophical underpinning of this movement seems to want to move, erase, or censor anything it potentially finds offensive. I'm just trying to figure out where do we draw the line. Senator, if you and I are sitting in the seats where we are right now, we continue to be members of this legislature, any matter that comes up before us, I'm willing to take a stand on it, as you are. 
I've said that before. I think that's our duty, our responsibility. So if there's a measure that comes before us that's trying to challenge the ability to do certain things, I'm willing to stand up here and take a vote on it. And I'll, and I'll consider that measure as you would when it comes before us. I guess my concern is if the number is 32% or 35% or 40%, we're going to be here an awful lot in the future, uh, moving monuments, erasing history, trying to determine the best course of action for this state instead of just embracing the differences that we have. Well, i tell you what's is important. That not, is that not, I mean, is that not a fair concern? What's important is when you get 50% plus in this chamber and in the House of Representatives. Those are the numbers that I'm going to look at. When you get the numbers to pass or defeat a measure that's before us, because that is our bound constitutional duty to take those measure on, those measures on and, and handle those, if we get over 50% that says we should or should not change something, that's the way it works in our democracy. Well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this constitutional duty because over the last week we've heard from multiple people in this chamber and I guess elsewhere that for whatever reason, it was constitutionally impermissible for us to put a ballot initiative on the ballot. Did you hear that argument? I've heard, I've heard that, that possibly the previous vote of the people was unconstitutional. Right. There's quite a few people that argue that um, no matter what happens in this body, that it was impermissible, unconstitutional, they said. In fact, they said the Constitution hasn't changed and our job is to uphold the Constitution. If that's the case, then we cannot, we are not allowed pull a referendum on the ballot. That was their argument, wasn't it? Well, if you feel like that, if you feel that way, then you certainly need to vote oh. for the measure I have in front oh, of you no. right now. Because this I do, I do not this, feel that way. This, this will allow you to make a decision. And if the people right. decide later on and somebody wants to challenge it, then I, we can take it up at that time. Yes, sir. I do not feel that Come way. I, uh, I felt just the opposite. I thought their argument was, um, was, um, was just dead wrong. But they made the argument. And if we accept it the way they wanted us to accept it, I guess my concern is if there is a, a legal argument to be made that this is unconstitutional, aren't we about to put some vote on the ballot? I've heard that argument, but I have yet to see an opinion that says affirmatively that it is unconstitutional. I understand. Have you, got, have you got an opinion we that we just, can look at that says that's unconstitutional? I, just, I was just wondering if I was the only one that heard those two very conflicting arguments this week on the same issue. And now I'm wondering, has the Constitution been changed in the last six or seven days? I don't think it has, has it? No. So what, Again, was, un I, so what, was, so what was unconstitutional five days ago has now all of a sudden become constitutional? I said I've heard that argument, and you right. said it too. I think we're saying the same thing. We both agree those arguments have been made. I appreciate your points, but there has been no case that I'm aware of in Mississippi that has affirmed that it is unconstitutional to allow the people to vote in a particular measure. So, Mr. Chairman, I appreciate your position. Thank you very much. Thank you. Senator Thank you, Senator, Senator Chazanoff. For what purpose do you seek recognition? For a question. Will you yield for a question, Senator? I certainly do. Senator Chazanoff is, re is recognized. Thank you very much. My question is a little different. Um, I'm interested in knowing who will submit designs. This is being done very rapidly to be on the ballot in November. And how, unless I missed it in reading this, how will the designs be submitted to the commission? Well, and who will be responsible for submitting these designs? Thank you, Senator Chassanel. You'll note that the nine-person committee will determine what that is. You will see that there are functions starting on line 67 that they can perform. They can have public meetings. They can receive public comments. They can collect and examine, consider information. They can consult with experts, representatives of organizations and associations. Etc. 
So uh, there are opportunities for them. They're going to have to move rapidly, no question about it, but there are, there are so, opportunities for them. So, so will they, they then advertise for designs to be submitted for I their do, consideration? I don't think the bill speaks directly to that. It just says that they can do these, commit to these functions, uh, and certainly anybody that wants to submit things to the commission uh, should be allowed to do so. Well, I hope that they're able to move rapidly because this is going to take a lot of work very fast. And if we're changing a design, I hope that we will have some good selections to choose from. And I'm speaking from my previous career as an art teacher because it's important that the symbol that is chosen is one that people can rally around because otherwise we'll just have a different symbol and not one that is pleasing to us. We need to remember that this is something that the people of Mississippi need to be able to rally around. And that's the reason I wanted to ask you about how the uh, submissions to the commission would be made. Thank you, and I, I don't disagree, and certainly the people have the right to vote it up or down in November, and if it's not a good design, then uh, we can go back to the drawing board and come back next year. And again, for many years, apparently. That's, that's right. Thank you, Senator. Senator Parker, for what purpose do you seek recognition? Question, Mr. President. Are you for a question, Senator? I yield. Senator Parker, you're recognized for a question. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. Chairman, for your work on this. Uh, there was some reference made a moment ago, and I want to just kind of clear this up. I think it frames our state in a bad light. Um, I, I don't share the same pessimism about the people of Mississippi on their faith and the direction they are going to head over time that that I seem to hear from Senator McDaniel. Um, I know we've been going through a difficult time. I know through the pandemic and the COVID and the other things that have been going on, people have not been able to go to church. People have not been able to display their faith. Uh, but just me personally, when I got to go back to church recently, um, I felt an awakening that helped me through some things I've been going through. And so as the question came up earlier, you know, I, I just went to my wallet and I said, Okay, if we're going to argue about whether or not we should put in God we trust on our currency, I'd like everybody to reach in their wallet right now and pull out a $1 bill and look on the back of it. And when, when somebody goes into a store one day and they're holding up this $1 and nobody will accept it because they're so offended that it has the word God on it, then I think we've gotten to the point where we need to think about not having the word God on our flag. But I, I applaud you for your work on this. Uh, um, I apologize for my motion on this, but if we are going to make a change, you know, I feel very strongly that it sends a strong message to the state of Mississippi, to the United States of America, and to everybody looking and watching this today, that we are putting God first over and above everything else. Would I, you agree with I, me? I agree with that, and I also agree with your statements on you know, you, you, didn't, you don't need to apologize to me about emotions. Uh, we, we've all, this is an emotional issue, and we've all uh, had some emotional things to deal with, and, and I certainly understand that, and I uh, couldn't agree more. I'm, I'm willing to fight the battle on God we trust until a court of proper jurisdiction tells us that it's got to be taken away. I'm, I'm happy having that on my state flag. And I agree, and I thank you for your work on this, Thanks, Mr. Thank Chairman. Thank you, Senator Parker. Senator Wiggins, for what purpose do you seek recognition? Friendly question, Mr. President. Will you yield for a question, Senator? I do, thank you. Senator Wiggins, you are recognized for a question. Thank you, Mr. President, and uh, I too concur with Senator Parker. And I just want, I also want to clarify something that Senator McDaniel has said, because I think there's been a lot of um, confusion uh, that's been put out there 
And when I was hearing his question, it sounded like some of that confusion that was going on. So I want to set that straight. So in this legislation, we are having a bit, I'm sorry, a vote, uh, correct? Am I on the flag, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. And the so pe the people will have it. We're going to vote today on whether this goes forward. A design will be put forth for the people to vote on in November. And the statute that this is addressing, that's, that's what it's been, is a statute. Is that not correct? Correct. It's been that way, I guess, for 20 years. Is that right? Almost 20 years. Okay. And we vote on statutes up here every single day, do we not? We do. In fact, for those that don't know, a statute is a law. Us lawyers know it as a statute, but it's a law, is it not? That's correct. Okay. And my understanding is what we're talking about here today is not in the Constitution, is it? No. No, this is not constitutional. This is statutory. In fact... It's never been in the Constitution, has it? That's correct. Okay, and so there actually is in Mississippi a procedure for putting something in the Constitution, is there not? There is. And that is by a referendum of the people, is it not? Correct. And that um, procedure is available to anybody and everybody in the state of Mississippi for whatever issue they want if they so choose to put it into the Constitution. Is that not right? That's correct. And in fact, I think the legislature, that has actually happened and the legislature has to take that up and we've addressed some of that this session, have we not? Yes. Okay. So what we're doing here is simply addressing a statute that is already on the books. Am I right in saying that? That's, that's correct, yes. And so this debate or this question about constitutionality um, when you go read the Mississippi Constitution, it's not really an issue, is it? I'm not sure. Can you restate the question? Let me make sure. I'm sorry. I on this flag issue, when you, into what Senator McDaniel had said, there's people talking. And let me back up about that. We've, we've heard a lot of things being talked about in, on this issue, have we not, outside yes, of this building? Yes, definitely. Okay. And that's why we are a state and a country of laws, are we not? Correct. Because what we pass is what becomes the law, and you're a fine lawyer, I will say, <laughs> and uh, a lot can be talked about, but as lawyers, we go back and look at the law, do we not? That's correct. Okay. And just while I'm kind of on this, uh, <laughs> on this uh, constitutional law uh, professor uh, role, uh, we have the Constitution, and then we have statutes that the legislature passes, right? That's correct. And that goes on in every state in the country, does it not? As far as I know, it does, yes. And on the federal level, we have the Congress, which passes our laws, but then we have the Constitution, which actually, whatever's in the Constitution is higher than what the laws are that Congress passes. That's true. Okay. Yes. So we're simply addressing, we're, I'm sorry, we're doing the business of the legislature as we do every single legislative session, are we not? Right. We're addressing a statute that was enacted by the legislature in 2001, I believe. Thank you, Mr. Thank Chairman. You. Thank, Thank you. you, Senator Wiggins. Senator Doty, for what purpose you seek recognition? For a question. Will you yield, Senator, for I a yield. question? You recognize Senator Doty. I have a question about the composition of the commission. So um, it has three appointments by the lieutenant governor, three by the speaker of the house, and then three members appointed by the governor, and then it's specified that the governor's appointments must be 
a representative from the Economic Council, a representative from the Mississippi Arts Commission, and a representative from the Board of Trustees. I'm just curious as to why um, that distinction is made in those appointments and that limitation on the governor. This is a House bill. You'd have to go ask the House members that drafted the bill, Senator Doty. <laughs> That's all I can tell you. Thank you, Thank you, Senator Doty. Senator Carter, for what purpose you seek recognition? Uh, friendly question. Senator, will you for a question? I yield. Senator Carter, you are recognized. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I know that there's been a lot of pressure in the chamber. I know people have gotten numerous questions through email, through uh, Facebook posts, through social media. Um, we're not doing something that's un unprecedented in this, in, in this country. There has been other legislators, legislatures that have changed their state flags before. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I just wanted to make that clear. Yes. Thank you. Senator Thank you, Carter. Senator Carter. Senator England, for what purpose do you seek recognition? Question, Mr. President. Are you for a question, Senator? I will, I will yield. You're recognized, Senator England. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Chairman House, I noticed on, uh, on line 38 of this bill, the new design uh, of our new flag shall not include the design of the Confederate battle flag. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, and that's the um, that's specifically on our current flag. That's the upper left corner of the Canton, uh, known as the Canton of the flag. Is that right? Right. Uh, Senator Hobbs, I understand that when some people look at that Canton on that flag, uh, they conjure up images of gray-clad soldiers leaving home, going to fight for their native state, carrying their Bibles, um, and, and charging off into the field of battle. Is that correct? Correct. I'm sure. I mean, that's, I assume that's the case. Chairman Thompson, you, you represent the city of Vicksburg, correct? Yes. And you have a great, wonderful big battlefield there and a, and a nice museum. Is that right? I do. And I'm proud to have folks come and see what took place there because it helped shape our country. It's, the, that war is as tragic as it was in many senses. It helped unify us as a country and make us a better place to live and a stronger country and the most dominant, best country in the entire world. And and I think uh, that battle and the rest of the Civil War were a key part of making our nation so wonderful and strong. And I agree, uh, Senator Hobson. In fact, I've heard the quote that, um, and I believe it may have been uh, the late great Mississippi author Shelby Foote, I'm not sure, uh, that said, in order to understand America, you have to really have an understanding of our Civil War. Have you heard that quote? I've, I've heard the one about you have to understand Mississippi, but I think that was a Faulkner quote that Faulkner. I'm referencing. But, uh, there may have been one on the Civil War, too. From Gentlemen, the 20 minutes has ex expired here. If we're going to go further, we'll have to expend it. Are you, are you complete? Mr. President, if I, if I may extend for a, uh, just two minutes. Uh, uh, the Senator has asked for an extension for two minutes. All in favor signify by saying aye. aye. All opposed, no. You have two minutes, Senator. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, Senator Hobson, that flag in 1861, um, that Canton, that, that Confederate battle flag in 1861. I've seen that image in other places, such as our Mississippi Civil Rights Museum. Have you had a chance to go out there? I've been in, but I haven't taken the full tour yet. Need to do that. It's a great, great museum. Well, I've seen that same image out there. And I, I worry that sometimes we look 160 years back into our past rather than looking 60 years back into our past. And I don't think it's unfair for people to look at that image and see Civil War heritage, correct? Would you agree with that? 
Let me make sure I understood the question. You don't think it's fair for people to look at that and just relate it to civil war? I don't think it's unfair. I think it's perfectly fine for some people to oh, see yes, that image. I see what you, certainly. Is people. it also fair for people to see that image and see the, the flag that was held up to oppress people seeking their equal rights? Is it also fair for people to see that in that image? Sure. Is there anything on our flag that provides any sort of context for when, when someone walks into a courthouse or walks into a schoolroom or walks into this Capitol? Is there anything that tells someone, when you see that image, think this and not that? Is there anything that says that? No. So by removing this, uh, if, if, if we pass this bill today, which I support, if we remove that Canton from this flag, we remove any chances of someone seeing that um, that Canton is a sign of oppression, would we not? That's correct, yes. Yeah. Thank you, Senator Hobson. Thank you, Senator England. You got it? Thank you, Senator. The rules require extensions of 10 minutes at a time. So Senator Hobson's time has expired. So Senator Hobson, do you want to make a motion to extend? I don't have any desire to make a motion to extend, not right now, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm happy if I, if I need to be badgered or interrogated more, I'm happy to do so if the members would like. <laughs> I don't have anyone, anything else to say. I've stated yes for Mr. Does President. anyone have any other questions? Because time has expired. Any other questions? Any questions? Senator Sojourner? Good. Senator McClendon? You have a question. Uh, thank you, Mr. President. I do have a question. And I, first, I want to thank Senator Hobson for. Thank you, Senator McClendon. Do we need to make the motion to. We do, otherwise, I'll be, I'll be happy time to make is the motion to extend for 10 more minutes. Motion is made to extend for 10 minutes. All in favor signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed, no. The ayes have it. Senator McClendon, you're recognized. Thank you so much, uh, Senate body. Thank you, uh, Senator Hobson, for the work you put in on this. Uh, I'm torn still by this vote. Uh, I told my constituents back home, and it came up almost every person I talked to, um, are you going to change the flag or are you going to let us have a vote? I think what might change the minds of, of District 1 is if by changing and putting in God we trust on there, if there's a bill next January that says we put prayer back in school, you think that might be able to happen by doing I, this? I, I, unfortunately, Senator McClendon, I think the courts have ruled on that already, and it kind of goes back to my statements with Senator McDaniel. Uh, as much as there are a lot of things that we might like to change in our society, I think the courts have already ruled, the Supreme Court even, as I recall, don't, I don't know exactly what case, but I think that has already been ruled on. And as I stated to Senator McDaniel, you know, we can, we'll fly that flag, assuming this body and the people, uh, however it's done, uh, want to keep the flag, they will keep it as long as a court obviously has the authority to determine something is unconstitutional, and I think it un in, in those cases they have said it's unconstitutional. And I, I don't think just because they said they wanted to vote on it that they would vote for that flag. Let me, I'm going to be up front right there. Um, and like Dave, uh, Senator Parker, I have trust in the citizens of Mississippi. And that is why I want to give them a vote to be able to vote, to do away with it or keep. Thank you. Thank you. State your question. Next, Senator Sojourner, you want to speak on the amendment or do you have a question? Just a, Senator a Sojourner, you reckon, uh, will you yield for a question? I Thank you, Mr. You're now, Senator Sojourner. Thank you, Chairman. Um, Senator Hobson, I know you and I both 
come from probably two of the most historic cities in our state. And yes. we both are very proud of that. Um, I'd wanted to clarify one thing. You mentioned earlier that there was a state that had already put in God We Trust on their flag. Um, that state's Georgia, correct? Correct. And the full body of that flag, do you know what that flag is? Uh, you know, I've looked at it before. I think they've got um, a blue canton in the upper left corner, and it's if I recall, I think it's got this same or similar symbol to the University of Georgia, the, the uh, I don't know what that is, gazebo, cupola, and That's it's right. got In God We Trust underneath it, and it's got, I think, three stripes, but I don't recall it. Yeah, the, the, full, the full body of the state flag of Georgia is the official stars and bars, the first official national flag of the Confederate States of America. And God we trust lies inside the circle of the 13 stars, and it is surrounded by the emblem of the state of Georgia, which is also included in the Georgia. I just bring that question up because I wanted to clarify in the language of the bill. It specifically says that the flag cannot contain the Confederate battle flag. Does it speak to emblems of other historical significance of our state, even if they are Confederate symbols of our state. It does not. So I guess we could indeed have something similar. Um, maybe the Bonnie Blue, which is a part of an original, the Magnolia flag of Mississippi, which is also a Confederate symbol. I was just wanting to clarify that we were just specifically speaking to this battle flag. That w yes, that's correct. My senator, my colleague, Senator England, brought up a point that is like it is to him, has been very troubling to me through our history. Um, to know that a portion of our population is offended by a symbol. Do you agree that that symbol in 160 years ago in the 1860s versus the 1960s had a very different meaning? Well, it depends on what you mean by different meaning. Uh, you know, you ask, it, you ask different people and pardon well, me. Or what it represented in 1860s. Well, I, I think, again, don't, I'm not going to say I'm the perfect historian on this, but you know, when Mississippi seceded from the Union, um, I don't think that the flag uh, that was, I think that what is now referred to as the Confederate battle flag was kind of incorporated eventually. I believe it was the flag of the Army of Northern Virginia. And I know this because, again, going back to the military park in Vicksburg, they don't fly the flag in the military park because it's not historically accurate. It was not a flag, but it, it's a flag that was adopted at some point. Mm -hmm. It was uh, passed by the state. That, that part of the Confederate symbol was passed mm -hmm. by this state in 1894 or 96, uh, I can't remember which year. And actually, I think after 1906, we didn't have a flag, even though that was commonly flown. We did not have a flag in Mississippi for some you know, 94 years or so in this state. Um, but. Uh, I'm not sure where I was going with that, but anyways, it's just, you know, it's a varied history and certainly things, uh, if your point is about context, certainly things are out of, can be taken out of context. I feel very confident, I know what that flag represents for a lot of people in this state and around the world. Uh, they've told me personally, they've told me about the pain for this flag, uh, that this flag represents. Uh, and a lot of people, and not, if it's not pain even sometimes, I've got people telling me, as I said yesterday, my flag, cost us jobs in Mississippi. 
Now, if it doesn't matter that we cost jobs, if we want to just kind of slowly erode away because people don't want to come to our state, for better or for worse, take the symbols, whatever you want to do. But if, if, if you care about economic development and you want to give Mississippi the best chance to succeed, to create opportunities and create more unity in our state, there's no doubt in my mind with 100 percent certainty we need to get rid of the Confederate battle flag symbol in the upper left-hand corner of our flag or upper right-hand corner of our flag. I pray that you are. I pray that we do see some economic windfall. Um, I guess we will find out. But I, I do. I am glad you mentioned those things because it brings up one of the things that is so troubling to me, and that is when we remove our history or set our history aside, then we lose the opportunity to educate and inform and to have a conversation about what the true meaning of things are. You know, we've talked a lot this week about talking to our children. And the reason that I stand and take these positions is because of my children and because of my family. And I want to know that we're looking at things for their true meaning. If we look back 60 years ago, that is one of the darkest, most terrible times in our state's history. Despicable people doing despicable things. And I just am concerned that if we remove things, we don't have the opportunity to have the conversations. And then also if we remove things, not for their historical purpose, but because of a fringe group that did awful things 60 years ago, then we are validating that group. Do you not think that if we make this move for that effort, we're validating those people? And I don't ever want to be seen as validating anything that happened in the 1960s. Well, I've got a lot of responses to that. And first is uh, when you talk about removing symbols and things. I, I've said before, look, if anybody wants to get rid of a monument, Confederate or Union or anything, uh, I would love to talk to the military park in Vicksburg to see if they've got a place for it, because I think that story needs to be told. I don't think we ever need to erase the history. Painful as it may be, we do not need to erase history in our state. And we've got a wonderful museum of history about two or three blocks from here. I'd love to see this flag displayed and the story told. For better or for worse, the story needs to be told. I couldn't agree with you more on that. I think we have an opportunity to help tell that story even better instead of a flag that people look at and say, I don't, I don't like that, it hurts me, it offends me, that, and, and I don't mean just people who are easily offended. I mean a flag that's not representative of our people. We can go to a history museum, we can go to a battleground, we can go to a lot of places and see history. And I couldn't agree more with you that we need to tell that story. People do not need to forget what happened in this country, both, and let's just put it for Mississippi purposes, both for the Civil War and for the civil rights era. Two of the biggest things that ever happened in this state are those two uh, events, if you will. And we never need to stop telling the story of either one of those because it's so critical to who we are now. And just because we change that piece of cloth to something that's more unifying for our state doesn't mean we discontinue the story of history of our state because we've got a rich and beautiful, sometimes painful story in our state but I want it told so people can understand where we came from. And I want, you know, my kids, you talk about that. I always talk to my children about some of the things that have happened, many of which occurred way before I was born, but they need to understand that because you don't want to repeat those mistakes again. And if you know the past, obviously, you're going to be better off in the future so you don't slip up and, and, and make the kind of same mistakes again. 30 seconds, so Senator. I yield. Thank you, Senator. Thank Austin. you, Senator Sojourner. I appreciate it very much. We're now go to, uh, I believe we had an amendment. I'm sorry. Senator Seymour, did you have a question? We're, we're out of time here on this particular one. Just a quick question, Mr. Chairman. You yield for one quick question. I'll yield for a quick question. I don't see nowhere in here where the appointments that are going to be made, 
that there's a requirement that they be citizens of the state of Mississippi? Well, I don't know that that's actually in the bill, but I think uh, we would, if we get a group of people that's not making uh, a flag design that's representative or, or that's agreeable to the people of Mississippi, we could toss out the flag design. If you don't like it, I don't think anybody, look, frankly, Senator Seymour, I don't think there's a chance that anybody from outside of Mississippi would be on this commission. But in the event that they were, we certainly have a right to you know, protest that decision and, and vote against the flag that they decide. Well, I think it should be of the citizens of the state. I mean, we've appointed boards and commissions with out-of-state people in the past. That's all I want to make clarification. Thank you, Senator. Thank you, Senator. We're on the amendment at this time. Thank you, Senator Hobson. Senator Hill, you're recognized for your amendment. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, I'm not going to get into any type of long philosophical debate up here because we've, we've heard quite a bit in the last few days. I just want to explain the amendment that I have before you. Um, basically, what the amendment does in Section 1, it establishes a commission to redesign the Mississippi state flag. Um, basically, in a similar manner to what similar, Senator Hobson has just presented, uh, the major differences would be the commission would have 17 members to be appointed as follows. Three members of the Mississippi House of Representatives appointed by the Speaker, three members of the Senate appointed by the Lieutenant Governor, 11 members appointed by the Governor to include two university and college students, Mississippi public school teacher and a Mississippi university instructor, representative from the Mississippi NAACP, representative from Mississippi Arts Commission, representative from the League of Women Voters, representative from the Board of Trustees of Mississippi Department of Archives and History, representative from Business and Industry, and two members from the state at large. And that follows along the similar path or language that was done back in 2001, whenever the design was put on the ballot back then. And the commission will be tasked with coming up with three particular replacements for the Mississippi state flag. Um, and that would be their task. And they would report to the governor and the legislature no later than January 1st, 2021. Um, the section two, there will be a statewide special election for the purpose of determining whether to retain the present state flag or which of the three new designs for the Mississippi state flag recommended by the commission shall be the design for the Mississippi official state flag. The special election would be held Tuesday, April 6, 2021, concurrent with municipal primary elections and shall be conducted in the same manner as general elections are held. And basically there would be two questions on the ballot. You would answer yes or no. The Mississippi state flag shall be removed as the official state flag. The current flag shall be removed, yes or no. That's the first question. Second question, if you vote yes on Proposition A, please vote yes or no on which of the following designs shall be the official Mississippi state flag. You would have three choices that would have been put to you by that commission. And the Secretary of State's office would be responsible for getting the ballots, and they would be in color so that the people would be able to see the designs for the flag and we followed the exact criteria that Senator Hobson has put in his bill as to that it could have no Confederate emblems in the new flag designs and it would, each one would have in God we trust. 
So the ballots will be paid for by the state and supplied by the Secretary of State. So that would be the procedure. And if enough people choose to change that flag and adopt a new flag, then the legislature would come back and put that design in general law as what the new state flag would be. And basically, Mississippi has been one of the calmest states through all this turmoil in the last few years, in the last few months, not years. Um, we've had not the stuff that we've seen in other states. Um, it's been said to me that, you know, it would create too much turmoil to let the people vote like they did in 2001. It has been brought to my attention in this body and in the office of the, of the Lieutenant Governor polling that showed that if an election were held, that a new flag would be adopted. It was over 50%, the polling that I saw. Um, it was suggested to me uh, a little over a week ago that that would potentially be the course that we would take, is to put a flag on the ballot um, in 2022. Um, then that changed and, and got potentially a little closer, that we could put it on the ballot a little closer than 2022. And where the constitutionality came to pass is uh, the question of whether or not we had the authority to do it was basically from social media post of a staff member of the Lieutenant Governor's office. That's where that started, was from social media. Um, went and looked at the court case and had a couple of other lawyers look at the court case and they basically concluded that it affirmed the right of the legislature to put this on the ballot if we chose to do so. And I think by the fact that the proposal by Senator Hopkins has the flag designs on the ballot, that that validates that we can indeed do this legally. So what I would ask for is the body to vote for the amendment if you believe in the citizens and trust the citizens of Mississippi to vote and make that choice next spring. And if you don't trust the citizens to vote, that you would vote no on the amendment. And I would ask for a roll call vote on the amendment. Any questions? Any questions? Senator Sparks, for what purpose you seek recognition? Speak on the amendment at the proper time. Speak on the amendment at the proper time. Anyone else? Senator McDaniel, for what purpose do you seek recognition? Speak on the amendment at the proper time. Speak on the amendment at the proper time. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay. Senator, you're, Senator Hobson, you're recognized. Senator Sparks, you're recognized. Speak on the amendment. Thank you, Mr. President. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, Thank you to this body for allowing me the opportunity to speak. I'm thankful to serve with each of you and the folks that allowed me to be a freshman member in this body. To each Mississippian who's called, text, emailed, whether from the depths of your heart or some call to action, we've all spent hours responding and speaking to you, and I've tried my best to listen and explain and answer. To my colleagues in this chamber and down the hall, you've all got unique stories and experiences and constituents that impact you. 
I rise to speak today neither to persuade or dissuade anyone to speak for myself. Any who speak after me uh, speak for themselves. I will not speak on final passage, but I speak to this amendment. Everyone jokes about politicians and their unwillingness to give an answer or take a position. Throughout uh, the period of time that I was campaigning, I was asked about this very item. And it was the fact that I told constituents that I would vote to do exactly what this amendment does, is to put it on the ballot. I have confidence in Mississippi. I have confidence in that they would vote to remove this flag. And I will tell you, if this is put on the ballot and you look at what this says, I'll vote yes to remove the current flag. And I'll look at some of the other designs. But if I did anything different than that, I would have lied to the very people I looked at while I campaigned. And I don't want to do that. You know, the more I've been asked to break my word, the more difficult it's become. I don't want to disappoint any of you. And I regret the disappointment that many feel by my vote. The most compelling argument to me has been how the design negatively impacts the people in our state. Some of the people whose faces I'm looking at right now. I'm simply trying to keep my word. I'm trying to honor my word. You know, we didn't have church today. <laughs> or we were, I'm here anyway. Go look in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. And you'll see a name of a man named Jephthah. He stands out oddly. You don't think about him. If you think about it, everybody listed there is a failure one way or the other. King David is a murderer. Others listed as a liar. It, aren't we thankful God can use us even though we're flawed? But yet, Jephthah kept a vow that he made. He may have said what he shouldn't have said, but he kept his word. That is what this amendment is about to me. It's keeping my word to the people that I campaigned that sent me here. It's nothing more. And I will say this, it is time. For those of us seeking equality, we better look for it at the foot of the cross, not the foot of any flagpole. It's time, and we're gonna take up criminal justice reform. It's time for that. We're gonna take up other issues. We're gonna look at how we can help take down barriers to black-owned businesses. We're going to look at so many things. We've done so much work, and Senator Hobson, thank you so much for your kindness and your work on this. But to me, this amendment allows me to keep my word and respect each of you, and I believe the state of Mississippi believes it's time, too. We just need to allow them that opportunity to show you and to show the world. Thank you. Senator Wiggins. Thank you, Mr. President. I move to table the amendment. And also my motion includes to table the, uh, if I understand we're on an amendment to the amendment, and my motion includes to, uh, when I was first recognized, to table the first amendment. That's my motion. Motion to table the amendment. Senator has made a motion to table the amendment. All those in favor, say.
It's not, it's not debatable, Senator. I appreciate it. It's a, it's a voice vote to start. All those in favor signify by saying aye. One. Would you count? Call the roll. One, two, three, four, five. We have six. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. This is to lay the amendment on the table. Please proceed. Mr. Clerk, call the roll. Blackman. Blackwell. Blunt. Boyd. Branning. Brian. Butler. Carter. Kaufman. Chazanall. Chisholm, DeBar, Delano, Doty, England, Fillingame, Frazier, Harkins, Hill, Hobson, Horn, Jackson of the 15th, Jackson of the 11th, Jackson of the 32nd, Johnson, Jordan, Kirby, McCon, McDaniel, McClendon, McMahon, Michelle, Moran, Norwood, Parker, Parks, Pope, Seymour, Simmons of the 12th, Simmons of the 13th, Sojourner, Sparks, Suber, Tate, Thomas, Thompson, Turner Ford, Whaley, Wiggins, Witherspoon, Younger, Blackman, Bryan, Doty, Jackson of the 15th, McMahon, Parks, voting yes or yay, Barnett, Blackman, Blackwell, Blunt, Boy, Bryan, Butler, Carter, Delano, England, Frazier, Harkins, Hobson, Horn, Jackson of the 11th, Jackson of the 32nd, Jordan, Kirby, McMahon, Michelle, Moran, Norwood, Parker, Pope, Simmons of the 12th, Simmons of the 13th, Thomas, Thompson, Turner Ford, Wiggins, Witherspoon, and Younger. Voting no or nay, Branning, Kaufman, Chazanall, Chisholm, DeBar, Doty, Fillingane, Hill, Jackson of the 15th, Johnson, McCon, McDaniel, McLendon, Seymour, Sojourner Sparks, Suber, Tate, and Whaley. By a vote of 32 to 19, the amendment is tabled. Senator Hobson, you're recognized. I move adoption of the bill by use of the afternoon roll call. We have others to speak on the bill, and we'll go. Yeah, senators are asked to speak on final adoption, and uh, the, we'll start in the order that they requested it. Senator Simmons, you're first. Thank you, Mr. President. Members of the Senate, today is a history-making day in Mississippi. And in the name of history, I stand in honor of Jesse Bruce Sr., my late grandfather, who gave me my first job cutting grass in the Mississippi Delta. He instilled in me work ethic and taught me the importance and benefit of a good day at work. In the name of history, 
I stand in honor of J.C. Simmons Jr., my late father, who instilled in me that education was the key to success, and despite color and social economic status, I too had the right to enjoy and the rights and privileges of other fellow Mississippians. In the name of history, I stand for my two sons who are one and six years old, who should be educated in schools, be able to frequent businesses, and express their black voices in public spaces that all fly a symbol of love, not hate. A symbol of unity, not division. A symbol that represents all Mississippians, not some. I simply stand in the name of history. And in the name of history, whether you're black or white, rich or poor, Democrat or Republican, I ask you today to stand in the name of history. I ask each of you, as we recognize and understand the Mississippi of yesterday, let's vote today for the Mississippi of tomorrow. And in the words of one of the most respected members of this chamber, I submit to you that Mississippi will be fine as long as we pray first, aim high, and stay focused. Thank you, Senator. Senator Barnett, you were asked to speak on the bill. You're recognized. Thank you, Mr. President. And to this great body, I have originally thought about speaking from a speech that was delivered by the late Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. As a matter of fact, it was from his last speech that he gave before he was assassinated. But the more I hear those who are for this bill that we have before us today and those who have spoken against this bill that we had today, I thought it would be befitting that I spoke from one instead of Dr. King. In 1990, not even at the legal age yet, because we all know that the legal age is 21 for a man in this country. I was deployed to Iraq during Desert Steel and Desert Storm to help the people of Kuwait to be liberated. I went with individuals who did not look like me. I went with individuals who 
lived other places around this country. We all took an oath that we would defend this, the United States of America, under one flag. But as a young African-American man, that still troubled me because the state that I so loved at that time still had something that did not unify us. So today I stand with all of those who stood with me then and asked you all to ask yourself the question, how long will we stand and say that we are a United States of America, but a ununited state of Mississippi? The question today before all of us is that now we can say that we are not only a United States of America, but a United State of Mississippi. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Barnett. <clears throat> Senator Horn. <clears throat> Senator Horn, you're recognized. Speak on the bill. Thank you, Mr. President. You know, I, I, I love this body. I love this place. I love my colleagues. I understand how tough it is for some of you. But today's vote is not a vote to erase Mississippi's history or its heritage, but it's an affirmation of Mississippi's future and that we intend to move forward together. It will not solve all of our residual problems. It will not settle our differences. We're not waving a magic wand in the belief that racial conflict, poverty, health disparities, violence, or economic strife will miraculously disappear. It is a big step, however, in the journey that we are on to recognize everybody's God-given humanity and self-worth in this world. And in the acknowledgement that we are all in this thing together, meaning that we must hang together when it comes to what this state stands for. I look forward to the coming days of dialogue and discovery, of communication and compassion, of progress and persistence, contemplation and, yes, struggle as we rethink what it means to be a Mississippian and how we can make this place that we call home the best place in the world to live, to work, and to play. It has been said that a politician thinks about the next election, a statesman thinks about the next generation. Ladies and gentlemen, 
This is one of those moments. Thank you, Senator Horn. Senator McMahon, you're recognized to speak. Mr. President, thank you. It's really a remarkable thing to be here today. Men, women, black, white, Democrats, Republicans, people from all generations here. And it's really an honor to be here to represent the people of the 6th District. 29 years ago, I worked my way through college as a janitor. I don't mean I was a porter or a custodian. I was a janitor. I cleaned the toilets, waxed the floors, and cut the grass. I've worked for a factory for 26 years. I'm just an everyday regular guy. Don't let this suit fool you. And for just a moment, let's talk about generations and what the flag means to different generations. I'm a Generation Xer. I grew up in the 1980s. When I look at that Confederate flag, I must confess that I think of the Dukes of Hazard and my first love, Daisy Duke. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I had an orange and red go-kart and I would ride around the neighborhood with my Walkman on, playing good old boys, thinking about me and Daisy Duke riding around together. Truly, that's what I think of. And as I became a student of history, I learned that that was the Democrat battle flag. I'm a Republican. And personally, I'm not going to support a Democrat battle flag. But I'm not here to vote my own opinion today. For the men and women of the 6th District, I have come here and consistently voted my district, serving them as their state senator. I have heard from more than 15,000 constituents who are qualified, who live in the Mississippi 6th District. More than 10,000 of those men and women that contacted me asked me to vote, to retire the flag, and to bring forth a new flag that better represents modern Mississippi, the hospitality state. Two particular conversations were unique. One of them is about a man named Dustin, who's a business owner in Lee County, Mississippi. And he contacted me, he's a Caucasian man, and he said, Chad, because that's what I like to be called at home, it's Chad. Really, here I'm the senator, but at home I'm really just Nikki's husband. More people like my wife, know my wife than me. But he said, Chad, I love Mississippi. I was born and raised here and I have my own business. But I can't wear the Mississippi state flag out in public because people say ugly things to me. They either think I'm for one thing or I'm against something else. He said, please, Chad, give us a flag that we can be proud of. Let the people vote on it. And that's exactly what we intend to do. We intend to send a design to the people and let the people vote on it. Let their voices be heard. The other conversation that I had was a man named Frank, who happens to be an African-American, a black Mississippian, and we're neighbors and we're dear friends. We have coffee together pretty regular. 
Now, he's from a different generation. He's from the baby boom generation. And I asked Frank one day, we're very open with each other. We love each other. I care about him. He actually has uh, nine children. And uh, so we, we do things for each other. I help him. He helps me. And uh, I asked him one day, I said, Frank, what do you think about the, the, the battle flag and our state flag? And he says, Chad, that flag had never done anything to me or my family. Me and my family are people of faith. And we've always tried to live at peace with all men. He says, but I want to ask you something since you asked me the question. Would that flag mean very much to you or would it might be offensive to you if it had chains on it or a hammer and sickle? This Democrat battle flag represents a time that is gone. And I'm here to vote the will of my district. And my district spoke by more than 10,000. I'm fortunate to represent a district that has asked me to retire this flag and bring forth a new flag by a commission to allow the people to vote on it. And I'm going to vote my district. And I encourage each of you to vote your district. I was not pressured or coerced in any way. As a matter of fact, the president of this chamber, Delbert Hoseman, and I are dear friends. He's been a mentor to me, and we like to eat Oreos together. Now, he can eat more Oreos than me, although I don't know where they go. <laughs> but he asked me over Oreos one afternoon how I intended to vote, and I said, Mr. President, Governor, I intend to vote the will of my district. And he said, good for you. He said, how are you going to vote? I said, I don't know yet. I'm still listening to the district. It was too early for me to determine. I'm proud to represent a district that wants to retire this flag. And by the way, eight flags have flown over Mississippi. To retire this flag and bring forth a new flag representing the new Mississippi, which is a modern state where companies like Toyota and Nissan and Gramer and Continental Tire want to come and do business. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you all for listening. And I yield the mic. Thank you, Senator. Senator Jordan. <clears throat> You're recognized to speak on the bill. To my colleagues of this great body, all of us represent more than 50,000 people of different races. This is a glorious day that we have the nerve and the courage to change something that pretty well hurt, even though they may be afraid to say it, one million African-Americans of this day. A symbol that, uh, let me back up, back in World War II, I had a brother to fight in World War II, back in the 40s. And after World War II, being from the Delta, the Germans were allowed to come to help harvest the crops. 
And at the time where I was a little boy working, they built a new restaurant. My older brother said, well, I want to go open to the back door. That's the only door they would allow you to come to, to get a hamburger. As he approached the back door, there were three Germans in there that he had helped to defeat, had POW written on their jeans, prison of war. Here was a man who fought to help us win that war against Germany, and they were in there eating, and he could not get a sandwich from the back door. I say that to say this. It is time for the three million people of this state to come, come together and make our state a, 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 a great state. We have great potentials. We have the two best museums in this country that shows the history. But sometimes it's been rough for people came up in my generation. So this is a glorious day because we have a potential to do what is right and what is just for all three million of us. And we can be successful at doing it. And the sky won't fall. So let's pass this because it's the right thing to do. We cannot continue to stumble into the back of the We lost the war. But 244 years of slavery and 100 years of the worst kind of discrimination and then 50 years of knockoff freedom, off and on. You know, in the country where you said knockoff. Now, we got a problem with changing a symbol that to make us feel that we're all in one accord. So let's build our state. We have great potential. Black folks and white folks, whatever you call anybody else, we all are related. The Greeks had finally, the Greeks had something called a person who had a third eye. But we do look alike. Just a little shade different. All have two eyes, one mouth and a nose. Walk upright on a normal condition, swing at appendages, normal, and walk upright. What make anybody think that God could put brains in all heads? We all are descendants of, Africa, of, of Adam. So let's work together. Let's show the other 49 states that we are undergoing a metamorphosis, and we're going to show them cohesiveness and we can do it. Let's stop blundering. I love all of you. Probably, finally, in 2001, I had a chance to speak up in the Delta on the flag, and Governor Winter was there, and the things they said about Governor Winter made me angry. And then when I got up to speak, someone from the Klan hollered, Watermelon! That's supposed to be an embarrassing, insinuating that African-American eat the fruit. I don't know many Mississippi Southerners who don't like watermelon, and you don't either. 
So let's go ahead and vote this historical flag in and let's build our state and let's make it an oasis. And we have the potential to do it. So let's move and get it done. Now, now is the time. Thank you. Thank you, Senator Jordan. Senator McDaniel, you wish to speak on the bill. Senator McDaniel, Senator McDaniel, you're recognized to speak on the bill. Thank you, Mr. President. So one last final closing argument. Let me say before I begin that I'm really impressed by this body. When I first uh, heard this uh, debate was coming up, I, I predicted just um, some really, really ugly days. But you know, it's been really professional. And that's a testament to our body, a deliberative body, a body that's better when it debates. And I've watched you all, and I've been very impressed. And Senator Simmons, my friend, and Senator Horn, and Senator Barnett, can't say enough about your speeches. They're wonderful. Senator Frazier yesterday, I haven't heard him speak much in 12 years. But man, what a wonderful human being. What a good Christian man. So thank you, first of all, for the civility of the debate. That's what it takes. We are not just at a moment in history. We are at a moment in the present. And our country's being torn to pieces by various forces. And for a place like Mississippi to be able to discuss these issues and not allow such discord to enter the building, that's a wonderful testimony to who we are as a people. Now, with that said, earlier um, during the debate, Senator Parker referenced perhaps my pessimism to the people. I want to be clear, I have no pessimism toward the people of Mississippi, none whatsoever. In fact, I trust them so much that I think they can make this decision better than we can. You see, whether they make the decision that impresses me or one that depresses me, when you have something like this, as complex as this is, as emotional as it is, the process matters. Senator Simmons talked about the name of history. It's a great line. And I believe every word you say, I truly do. But if you're speaking in the name of history, what better place to hold this debate than among the people? Let them speak to their own history, to debate and decide their own history. After all, it's their state, not ours. The issue here isn't about a flag at all. I think that's sometimes where the press gets it wrong. They want to put us on polar opposite sides as if we're enemies over a flag. That's not necessarily the case. Sometimes it's a matter of a process as well, because I know a lot of people that would probably vote against the present design. They just want the right to vote. That's the distinction. Now, let me explain at least why I believe that people are so angry, because we've been told this is a moment of unity, but I checked social media last night and I didn't see very much unity. They're angry in large part because they feel like they don't have a voice. And they feel like they don't have a voice in the middle of a really interesting time in our country's history. This morning on the news, and you can't make this up, People were asking in Orange County, California, to change the name of John Wayne Airport. I didn't know John Wayne was a bad guy. Mighty much Abraham Lincoln in Washington being defaced and asked to be torn down. I even heard someone say that perhaps the monument or a statue of Elvis in Tupelo was problematic. It's the context in which they have this debate that demands the people have their say. 
Senator Parker, you showed me a dollar bill a moment ago to prove a point about in God we trust, and that was a valid point. But if you look on that dollar bill, it's a picture of the founder of our country, George Washington. And right now, elements in this country are trying to tear down his memory. How much longer do you suppose he'll stay on that dollar bill? If you look on the $5 bill, President Abraham Lincoln, the great emancipator, monuments being torn down in this country, how long do you suppose he will remain on the $5 bill? Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill, monuments being torn down. You see, he was tainted by the sin of slavery, and consequently, he is illegitimate. He can't be a part of this country. How much longer do you suppose his name will be on those $20 bills? To insist that somehow this slippery slope is illogical is to ignore the tide of history. Everywhere we look, people are seeking these changes, and they cannot, they will not be appeased. And so when people in this state sense that they don't have a voice in this context, they get that much more angry. They watch the same TV we do, and they're scared, and they're concerned, and they feel like they want one last say on this issue. So when it comes to the issue of pessimism, to the contrary, I love the people of Mississippi and I trust them to make this decision. If they put this on the referendum, if they choose to change it, we will applaud that. If they choose to take it down, we will applaud that. Or to keep it, we will applaud that conversely. Folks, you have to let the people have their say sometimes, if for no other reason than to diffuse the anger. They're just angry. They want to be heard. A couple of more things and I'll wrap up. We are better when we talk. We're better when we communicate. We're better when we debate. And every time we have this conversation, our children can learn about history, the good and the bad. And then we can make changes together. In my mind, that's the most appropriate way to move forward. Thomas Jefferson is one of my favorite founding fathers. And I suppose now that I've said that, in 15 years, that will disqualify me from holding office. He had such faith in the American people. He was a flawed man. He made huge mistakes. But he would always talk about the rights of the people. I'm paraphrasing, but he has a great quote about trusting the people. He says, if you don't trust the people, your job is not to take away their power. It's to inform their discretion. I feel like we're taking away their power. It just doesn't feel right. My position is if we let them vote, they'll come to the right conclusion because we'll hear arguments the way we heard them today from wonderful human beings that have persuasive and compelling cases. And if the change is made in that manner, I believe it's a more well-adjusted change, a change that people can live with. That's my position. I appreciate your time. It's been a great debate. I've had a good time with you guys this year. So uh, that's all I have to say. I would ask that you, obviously, vote against this bill. And let's move it to a referendum. Thank you. Thank you, Senator McDaniel. <clears throat> Senator Hobson. You're recognized to close, Senator Hobson. Thank you, Mr. President, and I agree with Senator McDaniel in the sense that I have great 
um, admiration for the way that you've handled yourself today. Many things have been said, and I can tell that these things are coming from your heart, and you know this is an important issue. I was, I got to tell you this, I was emboldened as I walked in here today because uh, I happened to look down at my phone, and I, of course, we've all been getting tons of texts and uh, tweets and Facebook posts and all kind of stuff. But shortly before I came in here, I happened to look at a text and I saw, you know how on your screen you look down and you see a name. And I saw a name of a guy in my district that I know, and I know him well, an old friend. And I saw it and said, oh gosh, he's going to be blasting me for changing, <laughs> for, I mean, for uh, voting on this to change his flag. And his message was short and he said, I'm very proud that you are representing me and I'm so proud of the way that y'all have handled this measure and go get them, something to that effect. And I thought, here's the guy that I thought was about to tell me that I have made a bad decision. And he's telling me what a good decision this is. And I was so emboldened when I walked in here because I know there are a lot of people in our districts, there are a lot of people around the state of Mississippi that deep down in their hearts, they know this is the time for Mississippi to make the change. They know it's time and they elect us to make those hard decisions, and we're making those tough decisions today. And I'm going to go to my grave knowing that I stand up, stood up here with you, all of you, to make the kind of tough decisions that are going to make our state better. Say what you want, but the decision that you make today will make our state a better place to be. I have seen this. Um, I don't know who created it, but y'all have seen this sticker. It's time. It is time for us to take the bold step, face the prevailing winds, face the difficulties and the challenges that you may have to face, and stand up and let's move Mississippi in a different direction. It started yesterday. We in the legislature can finish this job right here and right now, and I encourage you to vote by use of the afternoon roll call to adopt House Bill 1796. Thank you, Mr. President. Senator has moved for use of the afternoon roll call. Does anyone object to the procedure? Pardon me? Roll call. Mr. Clerk, will you roll call the roll, please? Barnett. Blackman. Blackwell. Blunt. Boyd. Brannon. Brian. Butler. Carter. Kaufman. Chazanall. Chisholm, DeBar, Delano, Doty, England, Fillingame, Frazier, Parkins, Hill, Hobson, Horn, Jackson of the 15th, Jackson of the 11th, Jackson of the 32nd, Johnson, Jordan, Kirby, McCaw, McDaniel, McClendon, McMahon, Michelle, Moran, Norwood, Parker, Parks, Hope, Seymour, Simmons of the 12th, Simmons of the 13th, Sojourner, Sparks, Suber, Tate, Thomas, Thompson, Turner Ford, Whaley, Wiggins, Witherspoon, 
Younger. Aye. Parks. Simmons of the 13th. Sparks. Suber. Voting yes or yay. Barnett, Blackman, Blackwell, Blunt, Boy, Brian, Butler, Carter, DeBar, Delano, Doty, England, Frazier, Harkins, Hobson, Horn, Jackson of the 15th, Jackson of the 11th, Jackson of the 32nd, Johnson, Jordan, Kirby, McMahon, Michelle, Moran, Norwood, Parker, Pope, Simmons of the 12th, Simmons of the 13th, Suber, Thomas, Thompson, Turner, Ford, Wiggins, Witherspoon, Younger, voting no or nay, Brandon, Kaufman, Chazanol, Chisholm, Fillingane, Hill, McCon, McDaniel, McClendon, Seymour, Sojourner, Sparks, Tate, and Whaley. By a vote of 37 to 14, the bill passes. You're recognized. Thank you, Mr. President. I move for immediate release. Senator moves for immediate release. Seeing no objection, immediate release is granted. Senator Pope, you're recognized.